Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Hello, hello, Not Just Talk Radio World around the world. And, of course, I know there are some podcast listeners because we're testing that format. And so I just want to say thank you. Good morning. It's me, LaTanya. The ladies are not at the roundtable today uh, for all the other reasons, work and we're testing new formats and all that good stuff because that's what we do here. We're not just talk. We get the job done. But today there's a special show. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, this master, this genius. Um, I often refer to him as a king and a king of communications. And I want people to to sort of lean into this show because it's not the normal show. And it's a show really that can change the trajectory of how you perceive things, how you communicate, how you approach your business, how you approach your personal lives, your social lives, participate in your community. And, and I mean, it doesn't really get as big as that. Um, I decided to do this show because what we see, um, not just across social media, but on the planet Earth in regards to a new way of communicating and how social groups are um, conforming, not conforming, getting along, misunderstandings, where we are. But the fact is, um, this all stems from one thing. And we got to take a, we just got to take a, a deep breath and stop and really do some self-exploration and find out how the heck I get better at this. How do I participate and be a part of the greater cause and the means? Absolutely. And I don't think anyone else can do that uh, better than um, our guest today, Rue, who is, you know, uh, He's a brand evolutionist, if, if you're ready for that. And so if you've ever thought about starting a business or in business or working for a business, you should know what that is. Um, because we're at that space that if you're not continuously learning and renovating and understanding what these dialogues are, are all about, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And that is not the intention. He's also the co-founder of Global Citizens Digital, Global, and also Global Citizens Press. When you speak of Ruel, let me tell you what, let me tell you what's said. Soft-spoken, architect, <laughs> status quo breaker, nonconformant. But I believe he's one of the biggest problem solvers I've ever met in my career. Award-winning lifestyle and fashion blogger. And I can go on and on and on. Um, he's won um, awards, Black Enterprise Awards. He's BE Top 100 Recognized Founder and Chief Officer of the Quantum Group, which I met him over 20 years ago when he had the quantum group, and um, he's one of the leading top 20. And I'm just going to say men. By the way, he just happened to be African-American, by the way. But one of the top 20 in our country, and it is known internationally, and, and he's going to join us in, in a second. But I do want to, I think it's pay a little homage to the people that there's a reason why myself and Ruel are here at this table and on this center stage globally having this conversation. And that is because, you know, we both come from the communications industry and they are moving um, everything from news outlet to commercials you digest and to language and how you look at a brand and persuading you to take the product into your home and what to do. And it's so common when we meet people to say, well, I don't know what to do, or they told me to do it. Well, yeah, we're going to have that discussion too. But I want to talk about the first generation 
of innovators that none of these little, you know, telling you I can spank some of them, these new up and coming or uh, um, people of color that's in the advertising communication and advertising world um, and marketing world are aware of that just about 35 years ago or 40 years ago, if it wasn't for people like Frank Mingo, Carolyn Jones, Deborah Thomas and Jackie Hamlin and Candina Mobley and Conrad and Gail Gibson and Gona Singho and Ted Pettis and, and um, Brenda Blackman. And these were the folks that were the first line of people of color that snapped, literally broke the advertising, marketing, persuasion, how we communicate in America and around the world. The emotional content or content marketing, to call it now. Honey, we did content marketing 30 years ago. And, um, and myself and Ruel, we are a direct manifestation of these masters um, and these legends. And we're for- fortunate enough to sit in the conference room with the first people of color that worked on these global campaigns and were the strategists. So I'm going to shut up. But I just had to put that out there because, man, we wouldn't be here. And neither would we. he and I have our point of view and our thinking swag and our broadness and cultural broadness and study skills if it wasn't for this first foundation. So shut up, Tanya. And let me bring... Mr. I'm going Mr. King Doctor Master Rue to not just talk radio. Good morning. Good morning, Latanya. How are you? <laughs> I get to talk to you. Do they know that's a big deal? <laughs> Hi, how are you? I was gonna throw your last name out there, but Rue, I've never called you by your last name in twenty years. You haven't, and I think it's you know, it's just a measure of just, you know, the kind of relationship that we have. It's not needed. You can just blink at me, and I know you're talking to me. So, you know, names <laughs> you know, aren't really <laughs> needed the, the, in the that brand, way. The brand Rue is just, you know, Ruel. The brand Ruel, you know, I, when I met you, it was like, boy, he smells good. I hope I'm not flirting. <laughs> that was the soap and water. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing. What a good smelling brand that is. And then, of course, the rest is history. And you will forever be a part of history because you have done the doggone thing. You have done the doggone thing. How are you this morning? I'm wonderful. And, you know, it's, um, you know, always amazing to me. And, you know, ironically, we're having this discussion about communication. Um, one of the great things with, you know, great minds and great speakers and certainly great communicators is that they have this ability to put you at the center, making you feel like you're the center of attention. Um, without being, you know, heavy-handed about it or without being gratuitous about it, you feel that the person is speaking to you, and and for that time, you're the most important person and thing in their scope of view. And, you know, I'm sitting here, I've known you for 20-something years, and sitting here listening to you, and it just feels like, you know, it's such a warm feeling. It's like, warm rain falling on you like I'm just <laughs> you attention, right? and it's amazing and you know that quality to impart that to people and to brands and to be able to communicate that so that everyone in contact with that brand and the brand messaging feels like it's speaking directly to them is truly a gift it, it's you know there's a science there's an art but for the greatest ones it's, it's truly a gift and you have that and I'm fortunate to, uh, to, to know you these many years 
Uh, look, my head has fallen because you know I don't take compliments well. It's because of all of you, darling. <laughs> no, but no, thank you. But I also, I, I, I also agree, which is where we are today. When I called you and I said, Rue, I think there's a wonderful conversation that need to be had, and it's about um, the miscommunication of communication. And I think one of the shockers is that, as I, you know, as you know, I consult and work with clients, and I, and also I teach on this subject. Um, teach businesses on this subject, I'm I'm often surprised how people really think, and I know why, but I want to have this discussion publicly. One of the issues is that this miscommunication, this thing called t- content marketing and getting to that post, the emotional connection, and it's not about, it's what we did for ethnic marketing uh, 40 right. years ago. So people of color in the business, when we could only work on, as you know, um, it really started with all of us. We really could. We were hired to only work on ethnic um, um, communication campaigns or cross-cultural right. campaigns, which I think strengthen our skills more than anyone, right? Because when you mm-hmm. have, t- I mean, I mean, can you imagine if, if when you are in a, a chair, a seat, to have to think for five or six or seven or twelve different subcultures, cultures. Um, communities with unique um, behaviors and priorities and communication statuses and all this stuff versus just one, we end up being master machines, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Master master machines, and and so when I and so content marketing and and what the, uh, the the young communication people are really excited about, and I go on YouTube and I hear them talking. You know, somebody that got very fortunate with a with a uh, what do you call it a viral video, and now they're teaching a course, and I'm I'm happy for them. But I also know that so much of the information, if you were approaching it on a broader sense and trying to change a community or snap the behavior of an organization or country or society. Like we're in a situation mm-hmm. now, we got to snap. We have to, right. you know, they keep trying to patch the communication issue in America, especially dealing with race. It has to be broken to be put back together. It, it, it's, it's, right. it's, so I'm going to shut up. I, Would you agree? Tell me your thoughts. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think, you know, we're really in this time and space now where, you know, we have this exponential advance in technology that's enabling, you know, faster and more efficient means of communication. But by the same token, what it has caused is this mass adoption of singular ideas. And so you're in a space now where, you know, as it was before, but rather than liberating free thought, it now has become a scenario in which still those who control the dominant megaphone end up influencing the mass opinion. And now the technology that was supposed to enable the free thinking and sharing of free thought has become nothing more than an exceptionally efficient means of virally spreading a mass singular idea. So you find that masses of people are encamped in not many camps of thought that are distilled into, you know, actionable ideas that create change, but you're now in camps where these, you know, mass ideas or these singular ideas are now pushed ad nauseum and are replicating, you know, this singular idea of the person with the megaphone. 
and when the holder of the megaphone tends to have an idea that's not beneficial um, to the mass population, then it now starts creating and extrapolating the kinds of problems that we see today. You know, it's so funny. Um, that's not. That's just so on par because now we have these blurred lines of what's true and what's not true. Even if you hear it, you've heard what um, uh, uh, you've listened to a um, you know whether you're on a Facebook page or or, or and where no matter where, but it blurs the lines between what's true and what's not true. And when those lines get blurred, then how do you effectively research and start, you know, me, I love I love the social behavior connecting point. How do you how long do it take us to to literally transform a human being, a person, a community? Right. Everything is measurements, uh, measurements. But on that note, when we think about if we have that one that one phone, that that one that one microphone um, what do we now do about it? Because it wasn't like this. Uh, we did have these different voices. So what do we do about it now? What What are your thoughts? What can What can we do? What can we do to shift it? I mean, we, we have to be, because nothing's perfect. So the one microphone model will never work perfectly because there's no such thing as anything perfect. What do you encourage people to do when it comes time to self um, uh, standing in yourself, making decisions for yourself, understanding how you approach, how you communicate with others, and how you accept communication. Can you know how you accept what you're hearing or not hearing, or how brands are right. coming after you? Or how, how do you? What's your thoughts? Well, I think ironically, you know, it goes back to the you know the lo-fi method of things. Um, you know, if we're looking at the social media and so on as being hi-fi, high-tech. I think some of it starts, or it really does all start with this recognition, individual recognition that the, what you're thinking is free communication is actually not what you think it is. You have to come to an understanding that, you know, to a certain degree you are being channeled into ways of thinking um, and have a desire to want to break out of that. So um, I think it starts individually there, but... Beyond that point now, it really does take some of what we're doing here. We're moving even more rapidly away from interpersonal communication. And whereas we realize that in order to, you know, move ideas in a way that shape people's thoughts and, you know, allow nations and large populations to move and and do what they need to do, um, and so you always need a mass communication aspect there has to be this recognition on an individual personal level that what we're doing now with you and I is really, really important. So this, you know, it's one thing to exchange ideas, but if you don't do it in a way that's relevant and recognizable to the other person, you're talking at the person rather than with the person. And we have to have an understanding that those are two different things, talking at and talking with. And you, now you know, we it, have to start looking at how, at how we, you know, change that dynamic with the large megaphone social media, talking at to influence change rather than talking with people to both speak and listen and, and exchange ideas. You, you know, I, I mean, I totally agree. You know what I think about when you say that? I think about our communication systems as human, as a system as a human. You know, I'm from Chicago. I put an S on everything. I apologize. I know your, no, your addiction. <laughs> That's that Chicago thing. S, S, S. It's all good. 
but um, what we're, our human communication is this ecosystem, and that's really what you're saying. And, and in a, the nature, natural sense of an ecosystem, if one animal controlled um, basically all the food or how the rest of the participants in the ecosystem survive, then the ecosystem over time would deteriorate and break down. And, and, and right. I totally agree. I think that's what we're seeing now. In our human ecosystem, it's an imbalance. And I don't think we, and we're not there long enough. You, know, you think about these um, new channels of media, um, the, the, old, the traditional channels, we still hadn't gotten it right well. We still were fighting with the FCC in regards to fair allocation of women being communicated to fairly, equally, and, and, and people of color. And, and it, was not, it wasn't fixed. And then we had all these new channels. It's only been around since you know, 2003, 4, 5, 8, um, that kind of thing. And so we haven't been out there long enough to really see the cause and effect of all of this. Um, right. And it's interesting, but I can feel it. You can feel the swish, the, the change in the perception already. And that is mm-hmm. one of the first indicators of our miscommunication of communication out there in the marketplace. Um, and th- that's what you and I, we were, we were having a wonderful conversation about. And I, and I love what you just said about this, you know, this, this um, interpersonal communication and that interpersonal communication and, and external, all these factors in this ecosystem is affecting how we live. It's affecting our services. It affects us politically. Um, it affects us uh, um, in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and this, is the, this is the conversation that needs to be put on the center stage and, and communicated about um, because uh, we're here to make the planet a better place. It's, right. it's just that simple. Right. We have an obligation um, to do our best and lean into excellence. And even if we're not going to be here in 30 or 40 years, Native Americans say 12, uh, 12 year, you know, 12 generations strong. You're constantly right. looking out. And, but I think we're in, I really believe we're in a critical stage. I really believe we're, um, um, we're at a, a, well, we see it. We see teachers taking to the streets in California, yeah. and we and the miscommunication of race and race relationship, which should not be a miscommunication when the facts come to the table. Once those right, once this, right, once once those facts. But we're going to go to a commercial, and when we come back, I, I really want to lean into more about the second stage of this, about the, the touch points part and the communications industry responsibility. They don't want to beat them up too bad, but we want to know that we want folks to know that this is a conversation that should be had because it really stems to every most of our problems. How about that? We'll be right back after okay. this commercial. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Financial freedom and money are subjects that many people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and Love with Thomas DeShooter. We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. We're with Ruel, master strategist, communicator, the superstar, I believe, in the industry. Uh, Hands down, clearly the best. I'm just saying, and check my resume. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) Clearly the best. Ruel, you still with me? I am still here. You know what, real during the break, I was thinking, and, and I, I am going to ask you a question, but I just want to make sure I bring all the consumers in so they understand um, clearly this path we're ready to go is when we talk about communication industry, every product and service that you touch, and the only way you're not going to touch a product or service is if you're asleep, correct? Because your eyes are closed, but as soon as you open your eyes and you look at a, a logo, a brand, a product, your toothpaste, you're being rebranded. And so this communication industry, they have silently structured exactly what products come to your neighborhood. What, I mean, that's what we do. Companies hire communication agencies and as marketers and strategists determine what community gets what based on data research. And here's what's the frightening part. And Ruel, you know this, is that back in the 80s and 90s, we always had to go offline for people of color because they never sampled enough people of color. And so the research was constantly unstable. But on top of that, you have to have a connection to perception because communities aren't monolithic and they perceive things differently. And so if you didn't have an emotional connection to a particular group, it is impossible to celebrate them 
and bring them into the, the around the round table and communicate with them so you clearly understand their needs and their wants. So we're still so sloppy out there, out in the world. Here's my question. And I, if there's a chair, I'm going to vote for you. If there's the chair that says this is the chairman of communication, what would you do differently and what would you keep? So that's a very, very interesting question. And, um, you know, it has a, there are a number of facets to it. Um, everything that you said is absolutely correct. And the, the ironic thing in, in many senses is to sit back and realize that for certainly communities of color, um, rather than many other communities, the way in which the dialogue needs to take place or the way in which the communication needs to take place um, rests both on some very, very scientific and analytical means, but also, as you referenced, on this emotional um, side of things. And because, you know, when you're dealing with a populace in which creativity and, you know, language and art forms and um, social behaviors and so on tend to fluctuate and evolve rapidly, then by default you're always needing to have that finger on the pulse to understand that. And it's not good enough to understand it in many cases where you've had enough time and breadth and space to quantify it into and codify it into um, an, an analytical formula. Because this thing is evolving and morphing and changing so quickly, you really have to have that feel um, to add on to, to, to everything else. So where we are now, I think one of the things that we've lost and that we need to regain is this finding this common ground area. Um, I think it was this uh, neuroscientist, Yuri Hassan, um, I think, who did a number of really interesting studies. and. Among them, he found out that within the brains of, of, of humans, you have similar electrical behavior um, happening when you have common ground ideas being shared. Now, it sounds simple enough to say, hey, you know, if you believe what I believe, then our brains are probably in sync. What's even more uh, um, unusual was that they found that electrical areas in the brain are operating similarly even if the language being used is different. Mm. And so it brings you to this very, very hard stop understanding that the resonant idea and the emotion behind that idea is operating on a higher level than even the mechanics used to convey it, which means that humans can connect with each other and resonate at a mental electrical level or brain electrical level if the idea becomes resonant between you and I. And it's the search for that idea, which in many cases now, you know, given social media and the speed at which business is being done, that it seems that there's more, you know, throw things out there, see if they work. Um, rather than being able to rely, rely on analysis because the analysis itself sometimes, not that the analysis or the data is being compiled too slowly, it's that the people who are interpreting the data 
are either either have some biases or some inherent issues which allow them to look at it differently and therefore miss, in many cases, the bigger picture. So I'd want to get back to this, you know, how do we share common ideas? How do we share ideas and understand how to exchange them interpersonally in a way that we either create this common ground or find ways to bring each other to a common area, even if it's not all the way on either side. And I think that problem is being reflected. It's being lost at the interpersonal level. And I think because of that now, it now you see an inability to do this at the highest levels of um, um, social interaction, which you know, morphs into all of our business areas and politically and so on. So some of that you needs know, to change. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You know, that critical part of research you know, what the industry has done is that they have, you know, when you and I started in the industry, um, they they trained us to work in every capacity of the business. What a privilege. I am, you know, we were just on that cusp before they decided, only, you know, if you're an account executive, you will be an account executive for the next 30 years and that is it. But so, you know, I started right. off in research media and those all those numbers and, and then went backwards into the industry to strategy. So when I got to strategy, man, you're not going to beat me on strategy because I, I come from that grassroots research space first. So I'm aware that my end determines the end is really the beginning, right? right. The end result right. is really the beginning. And and so that space, but I totally agree with you. This research space, man, and, and some of its biases, some is the fact is they just don't have the experience. Because you go to college and learn how to read data, it doesn't mean that is enough because we're still a we're th- this human piece. And we're, back in the day, do you remember? Uh, and, and it's not that far ago. I mean, back in two thousand one and two thousand two, um, I literally did some research for a brand in Philly. And drove to Philly from New York. I didn't want to fly. I wanted to see what the emotion was from people at the different stops. And then I sat outside of this block just to see how people were throwing their garbage away. Because I really needed to get a true perspective of why it's right there. And it was for a client dealing with street cleanup and local community transformation and educating the community. And I thought, how long will it take us to educate them to throw their trash in the garbage can? Two feet. That's how I'm going to measure the strategy back. How about that? That's sexy. You know that's sexy. That's sexy. But no, when I when I sat down and said, here's here's how this brand, that's how we're going to write this strategy. Um, and, and, and it was, you know, these, all these levels of researchers and they said, we had, we didn't come up with that. And it's because you just can't do it from reading a blog all day. You just can't do it from now. They hire research companies to go to do the field work, write it up, right? And they write right. it up and then they hand it to the strategist. So we lose every sense of the emotional connection to it. Right. And, and and I almost call, we're at a state of and I don't want to be all negative because I think there's a positive part uh, to all of this that people are trying to be more engaged and, and people are trying to be more inventive. But on that center stage that has the big microphone that's really persuading all of the shifts that has to get better. I mean, that that's, Absolutely. you know. It's that it's an imbalance in the social ecosystem that you still have. I mean, you, have to, you have to really. I think there's a point, Latanya, you're absolutely right. You have to ask yourself, 
what's the origin of the narrative that you're getting? Oh, that's so, oh, do I love you? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's it. Who controls, it. who controls this narrative? Right. And how do you, once you start having that question, I think there are a series of dominoes now that can now topple. I think part of the other problem, and as you said, not to continuously be negative, but we are really operating in a space where so many people are not questioning who's controlling the narrative. They're just falling lockstep in with the narrative. And so this now brings all of these other concerns that that you're mentioning. Yeah, and and when you say control it, I'm going to take it back to structuring because this narrative requires thought. It's It's not an accident. This is a systematic thought out by the way I believe my way is a better way. And, you know, I also see why people are so excited about the new Congress, because there's so many women and diverse women that the intentions is that it will change the narrative. Right. Right. The intentions are, by the way, for the first time, we have Muslim and Native American and and da, 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 da. And you go on on and on and transgender. And by the way, this should start to change the narrative. But, you know, in the community, in, in the world that everyone needs you know that's what's so sexy about the industry that we've always worked in it doesn't matter what you what the brand is the service is you all common denominator must have a communications department (laughs) you know every industry doesn't need an engineering department but you must have a you must have a communication marketing department Period. And I, and I think that's why we have been so privileged to so much more content and data and dead-end information and knowledge because, you know, as you know, we work on our, our responsibilities have been to work on six, seven, eight, nine and even 12 separate industry brand areas and be an expert in thought, research and planning and all of them why most people just have one job. Right. 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 And, and I think and, the, you know. Go ahead. No, it's just, you know, it's a big deal. So who's some of the people that's controlling, structuring, and, and, and have us, it's the communications industry. That's it. It's the, it's the Madison Avenue. It's the big brand companies um, that consult with all the other companies. And we've said that for years. Until you di- truly diversify that area. Um, you know, if I was, if I was chairman of the big Ogilvy's and the big, you know, Horizon Media's and so on, et cetera, man, I... I would do it, not that they're doing a bad job, but is it the best job? Because we're getting our butts kicked globally. Countries out there that was barely able to eat, you know, to eat on a daily basis are now, because they're so connected to the people and they understand the struggle, are literally competing at the top of the leaderboard and being able to design communication that inspire, educate, transform and snap change into their countries. And that's why you have so many countries of color doing so well. Brazil, India, West Africa, China, they're doing so well. They have a a wonderful communication model. You're absolutely right. And it's, you know, we've, you know, again, we, we, we commoditize things so much that, you know, so many things get stripped out along the way. So you're absolutely right. Once again, we have these great, mechanisms and platforms to enable communication, but we're not really using, I I really believe because of the onslaught of information 
what happens is that many people who are not attuned to this sense of personal thought freedom now contract inwards, and there's this desire to shelter or shield themselves from what they see as this onslaught of information. And so it now shuts down the brain. It shuts down this desire to think or have their own rational thoughts and so on. And now they're more in absorption mode rather than free thinking mode or questioning mode. And so now people are inured to the day-to-day movements of things around them, and they just want to exist. You are, and when I you mean, have people who just want so to right. exist, you're, so right. you're in, a, in, in a dangerous channel you know, it, for it's, the consumer. It's, it's huge. It's huge because, you know, it's so funny because how often, when I, even when I listen to the news and there is a question, right? And the answer mm-hmm. is, um, or just in your, amongst your family or friends, I hear, I don't know, or I've never heard of that before yet. Um, right. So often. And, and I cringe because if I, my response is, because I clearly don't know at all, but I don't know now. Because guess what? You know me, Rue. I need to go read it. And when people say, how, how does that? I said, listen, guys, you got you to gotta stay informed. And we can go there. We can go there. But I want to stay on the heavy part of this because um, you hit that home. You know, so we talked about the structure of the conversation, the importance of communication, um, um, how we all connect with it, but how it's affecting us. And I think, you know, the ecosystem and how it plays out. So, so here is, cause we're going to go to, I missed a commercial break. So sorry, engineers out there. We're going to, we're going to go to commercial break in about three minutes. I'm going to get it right this time. Perception. So look, when you look up, I'm just going to, we'll finish the conversation after the commercial break, but I'm going to start with it. This definition called perception, because of course, perception is, 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 is how people decide what they t- intend to communicate, Right. So there has right. to there it's behind the platform of communication. I perceive that the so and so community don't need that much budget. Why? Because you can move research to tell you the truth. Not you know, it's so much data, you can move it any way you want to support your right. perception or your intentions or to support what you only know which works for you if you have the large, the, the big mic. Now they're saying two minutes. Perception, the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through a sense. The appreciation, recognition, realization, discernment, awareness, consciousness, knowledge. How about this? Acknowledgement, grasp, understanding, comprehension, interpretation, and, and impression, sense, and feeling, and obser- observation, and picture. When we get back from um, commercial mm-hmm. break, I want to talk about perception and how we think it has affected people currently in the marketplace and in our and affected our communities how about that so we're going to go to commercial break and we're with Ruel master communicator strategist writer all around exceptional man I call him Mr. King thank you for listening the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. 
Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet, who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 472-5795 or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk with Ruel, uh, Master Strategist, communication, communication Expert. I'm watching my S's. <laughs> Hello, Ruel. Hi, Latanya. You know, before we stepped away for break, we went into that space of perception. And the reason why I wanted to share it, because I know, you know, you hear it often, and, and I do a ton of reading, as you know, and you hear, oh, that's racist, or oh, that's sexist, or oh, and the fact is, you know, I'm pretty darn fair, try to be as fair as I possibly could be, is that some of it is just if your perception is designed around your experiences and if you haven't had any of these diverse experiences, your perception is going to be uh, in its own little ecosystem, some, somewhat narcissistic sometimes <laughs> if you don't manage it well. But it's right. just not going to be because it, what we perceive is, is how we move and communicate and whether we know it or not we are creating a miscommunication. Whether we know it or not, because of, just before the break, I went over those, the definition of perception. And when you, so you talk about recognition, appreciation, and feelings, picture, um, observation, beliefs, idea, judgment, all these things, right? Discernment, appreciation. If you haven't 
had a healthy sense of these things in your experiences, your perception is going to be off, right? And then you're going to communicate in that factor. And so when we look at leaders and we go back and we look at their experiences and we look at head of uh, organizations and marketing and advertising world and people that are controlling what you see and what products come in your country, I mean, your community and your access, right? This affects everything. If people only get it, when products and services and stores decide to show up in your neighborhood, they change the dynamics. Again, the trajectory of everything. So right, that's right. that. That's how huge this communication industry really the impact that they have on the total social makeup, right? Right. I mean, you know, we're as you said in the business of um, shaping people's perceptions of a thing, and you know, obviously. Most people don't think about it, but to be absolutely correct, as you said, your perception is shaped by whatever your individual reality is. And so, you know, you can look at that from two ways. It's either I'm going to bring something to you or try to, you know, induce you to try something based upon your perception of this, you know, your perceptions, your realities, and somehow introduce this thing into your realm of perceptions. Or I'm going to try and influence what is your quote-unquote reality. And I'm going to tape the narrative around you so that your reality now becomes built on the influences that I've put around you that you're now absorbing. And I think some of that leads back into some of what we were talking about before. Because now again, you look at a scenario where if I can harness the inputs that you get, you know, then it changes what your reality is and what your perception is. And even for ourselves, because I'm going to give some now, these are some solutions. So what do we do? In our workplace, we understand how that works. We've we've really explored the dynamics of business and how it affects us directly and, and so on, et cetera. And then we've looked at the communications and the communication industry and how they are really controlling controlling the structure and, and, and whether they want to take responsibility or not. It's just a fact, right? Corporations right. and how they plan. Into, it's just a fact. You know, I'm not even going to, there's not even an argument. It is what it is. But then when we talk about ourselves, because I hear people often when I say, well, how about doing this? But I don't know that. But I don't know that. And I want to encourage people, stop saying what you don't know and say, I don't do- know that now. Because if you go back and put it a part of your experience, right? If you go and say, now I'm going to read up on it, it's going to change the pers- perspective and it's going to change your outcome, right? The end right. is the beginning. The end is the beginning. And, and so that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have the show um, a, a, for this bigger platform. But I also want, let's talk about race. Um, I've said it, why isn't everyone out there marching for equality and whether it's um, gender, race, or whether it's disabilities or whatever, just making sure people get a fair shot. I really believe that every individual, um, if they genuinely, you know, people say they're faith-based people, then prove it and have unconditional love and make sure you're doing something to help encourage and transform someone else but this situation with our communication and race and what I where I think our biggest challenge is is that people don't realize the miscommunication in it their concept is I've heard it 
I wasn't a part of slavery. I don't have anything to do with it. And then someone said to, something to me brilliant. They said the reason why people aren't in the streets saying don't kill the black innocent children and don't you know beat up the gay folks and don't kick out people that are here working hard and so on etc and find solutions for this is because these issues don't affect their personal story the story around the rims of their community or family and so because of that we don't have a snap in perception and that affects your judgment, right? Judgment falls right. up under perception. And so, therefore, we have a lack of people participating in the dialogue and in the communications of it all. How about that? Right. And that, 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 so they don't even know inadvertently that their miscommunication puts them in this, this broken ecosystem. It's almost like that's where you go because you chose to be miscommunicated. Right. That's why people are calling you. That's why people are saying it's so much racism because no one is participating in the healthy change, you know, dialogue, changing the narrative part. Right. 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 So all the marching. So so, so all the marching in the world doesn't help until we change the dialogue. Right. Absolutely. And I think the ability to do that really goes back to this. You know, it seems counterintuitive because we're sitting in the midst of all of this information, but people really need to take the opportunity to learn. Inform yourself. Yes. You know, changing your perception comes with the ability to acquire multiple points of knowledge and therefore begin to have a broader perspective on things even beyond your immediate reality and surroundings. Right. Um, My dad, you know, who, you know, for me, he's just the smartest man I ever knew. You know, he used to tell me growing up, he said, you know, he who knows not and knows not that he knows not is a fool. And that stayed with me. And the truth of it over so many years, it's if you don't know something, and even worse, if you don't know that you don't know it, then you're really blind. And part of this change that we need to usher in really comes with this exhortation to, you know, ask people and motivate people and provide the tools and, you know, inform yourself more. Get beyond the boundaries of your physical location. Drink in all of this knowledge. And you're a relentless researcher, Latanya. Relentless. I don't think I know any one person (laughs) with more accumulation of knowledge in one brain than you. Right, and I'm sickening. I'm sickening. (laughs) Believe me, I've quoted you so many times, saying to people, "It's not a useless task to accumulate and acquire knowledge. You might not need it right now, but it will become useful at some point." And so, being able to change that, as you said, that perception allows you to make better judgments. Allows you to be a better individual within your family, your community your region, your state, you know, and as a global citizen, you know, to, to that point. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. With, no, I, I thank you, but I totally agree, and I love your father's comment. I always say learning's not an option. And whenever I teach an executive class or, you know, I've taught all those workshops, the first thing I want to do 
is to get dig deep dive. I cannot get a clean plate to to inform and educate and transform people unless we start to share stories. And so the first right. two classes always tell each other stories. Tell us what makes you pain. Tell us what what your thoughts are. And then all of a sudden, literally, it doesn't take a long time. Just think how quickly we broke the industry at a whole nother level when back in the 80s and 90s, we knew that people of color like African-Americans were part of the diversity budget, right? That's, they right. fall under multicultural. It took only right. three years for them to change the narrative. We stopped saying, look, look at the numbers. And I would say, they've written about it over the years. I would say share the positive and the, and the challenges of the community so you can approach the strategy at, the, at its best level. And then what did they do? They snapped and they said, okay, well, if African-Americans doing that, fine. They're under the mainstream budget. The heck with it. How do you just throw out the, the subculture uh, touch points and social connectors and be a great strategist and be a great brand? And, and so I totally um, agree. Unless we continue to learn about those factors, we won't be our best. We won't live to our best. And I encourage people, we have about four minutes to, clo- and to closing, as you said. If you don't know what you don't know, just pick up a book and start. I'm telling you, we ca- this thing called Google and Alexis, just start with the, the, just start with the question. Um, there are books about if you don't know what you don't know, but you really do know. When I have people tell me I don't know that, I get annoyed. Then I've, Have you ever thought about reading or exploring it just a little bit? How do you wake up and it's okay not to know? How, how do right. we get it done, people? And, and how do we get better people? I don't, if their world was ending in 10 days, you know what, Rue? I'm still going to get better. I'm going to be getting better right. because, it, it, because it works well for all of us. So here's a question because we're going to be closing soon. Here's a question for you, Rue L. I'm sorry to be calling you Rue on the radio. It's very personal. Um, <laughs> and when you look at your... Um, portfolio, the landscape of so much beautiful work you have done at the highest level. I really think you could have written a strategy for USA for Africa and the brand would still be alive today. Not that that was the intention, but that's how well of a strategist and a communicator and creative writer um, you are. Um, when, you, when you look at everything, what would you like to leave on the table when it's all said and done? What speaks to your legacy thus far? Because I know you have some more inventing to do. But up until this point, what do you think speaks to your legacy or what you would like to speak to your legacy? You know, great question. And, and thank you for all that you said. Um, you know, for me, really, over time, the more I've delved into complexities and so on and so forth, is the more things have distilled to simplicity for me. And so... I don't know if I've done my best work yet. I don't think I have. But the legacy that I really want to leave is that I'm excited about this thing, human behavior and people, and how people become their better selves and what they do with their better selves in support of creating a better, sustainable world, enjoyable for all. And so, you know, I'd like my legacy to be that, you know, here was a man who really loved people and was interested in people at their core, not how much they had or how they could, you know, present themselves to others, just who they are and how they lived and moved through the world. And if there's something I can do to impact that and benefit them so that their life journey is more experienced and rich, then, you know, I'll be happy with that. 
Well, I'm going to share with you. I'm, I'm, there's, I have nothing else on that note except to say thank you for joining us on Not Just Talk Radio. Um, and thank you for being who you are. I mean, I wish everyone had an opportunity um, to sit um, before you and you navigate, a, you know, you facilitate a class. I hope, I hope this encourages you to put some kind of retreat together because your skill, um, it's a dying skill at your level because of um, your perception and your past experience. And so I just want to thank you. I'm, I get so open hearted about it because I'm just, it's just a privilege to know you. And if nobody told you they love you today, Ruel, I love you. Tell your wife I said I love her. And uh, I love we're going to talk. And you're welcome to the show anytime. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 